0: And welcome to episode eight of Gamers Awake, where today we're going to be talking about two games, those games being Minecraft and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I'm here with Evan, of course, as always. Evan, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good, Davis. How are you?
0: I'm doing just fine, just fine, Dandy. So, first off, before we uh, get into the games here, I'm just going to quickly do the updates like we always do at the start of these episodes. And, um, well, we were off last week and you're probably like, where's the episodes at? Well, we just decided to take a little bit of a break um, and just take the week off. We were planning on doing this episode last week, actually. And just like, I don't know, a bunch of stuff just came up. So we were, you know, focusing on doing that stuff first. uh, You know, sometimes school takes a priority over, uh, you know, the other things that we're doing. So we had to do that stuff and, now we're here, though, and ready to go and do this episode that we were going to do last week, but now we're doing it this week. But we're back and we're doing it, so yeah. Yeah. So, as we get into the first game here, we're going to be talking about Minecraft. First off, Evan, what is Minecraft?
1: Minecraft is a sandbox video game was developed by Mojang Studios and really, literally exploded nine years ago when it first Came out. I think it's it's almost the uh the anniversary, uh, almost nine year anniversary of uh, Minecraft, as it was released yes, in November. Crazy. November eighteenth. So it's coming up, but uh, it bl- the game blew up. And no, like just, it was insane. Everyone started playing it. and it was, We'll get into the more of the gameplay later, but Mojang. Oh, sorry, Mojang. Minecraft is a sandbox game where you have survival. And creative modes in it. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun. And
0: I mean, it's, it's a super interesting type of game where you just kind of have the freedom to do whatever you want. And it's, it's very good in that way. It's adventure, you know, it's got its adventure, it's got its creativity aspects, it's got its exploration, it's got, it's got everything, dude, that you could want in a video game, really. And it's great for everyone. Yeah, so let's get
1: a, talk as a little we bit about
0: dive into a little bit of the gameplay here. Um, what do you think overall,
1: the gameplay? I think. Yeah, the game... So, what does the game have to offer? Well, I feel like the game has a has a lot to offer in the sense of like play time and stuff, and really caters to a lot of people. Uh, you can be you're in survival. You are in a world. Days, days, and nights go by, and you're you start with nothing, and your goal is to survive, pretty much. And the monsters come out at night if you choose to go fight them, and you can go exploring into deep into caves, or you could stay above ground and never even touch mining and just build stuff that you want to build with friends and stuff. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it, the the variety of stuff you can do. Let's just talk about survival in general here. When you go into a survival world, you have literally nothing, but there's, like, trees around you, so the first thing that you probably want to do is go get some of those, craft up, and, you know, if you don't haven't played the game before, you're probably not sure exactly what to do, so you're just messing around with the crafting stuff, probably figure out how to make a crafting table, and from there, you're basically just figuring out how to build and make a house and make a bed and make some, like, some chests to keep your stuff in, go mining, uh, maybe make a farm so you have food. You know, there's When you're playing survival in the game, it's like it's... If you haven't played before, if you have played before, you probably know exactly what you're going to do, exactly what you want to do. But if you haven't played, you're going to be, like, figuring out all this crazy stuff. And it almost seems like, wow, that's a new thing. And, like, what's this do? And there's endless crafting recipes, basically. And if you haven't played, like I've been saying, this game will be like, whoa, there's... There's so much to do and, like, so much to figure out and things that, like you would never even know you'd have you'd have to search some things up that's how crazy this game
1: is yeah it's also really good like if you haven't played and you join it's really intuitive as long as you like start off by breaking like trees down and stuff and you start getting wood what is like the main principle to branch off into everything and with the recent update uh 1.11
0: 1.16. Okay. I'm
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 1.16, they added a crafting menu, so you know exactly what you want to craft. You don't have to look up recipes and stuff, so it makes that a little bit more intuitive for new players that join.
0: Mm-hmm. I think I think that the, the that has been around a little bit longer since 1.16, but... Oh, has
1: it? Yeah.
0: yeah, I don't know when it was originally added in um it might have been like the one point it might have been the update before i i can't remember exactly but yeah this that is a really good tool for people that probably won't know all the crafting recipes but for someone like me i do use it for like newer stuff because i haven't i played my i had my i've had minecraft since the beginning and so since i've had it for so long i know a lot of like the old recipes and of course i know them off by heart but with these new recipes, you don't really know them as well, and you don't really think, well, how do I craft those? So, yeah. either you learn them and you start to do them, but for, for me, I've actually really liked using this little toolbar that can help me uh, help me with the recipes if I, forgot, if I forget them.
1: On that note, uh, let's branch into updates that come out, because even if you start playing the game and you have been playing the game for the nine years this year, um, uh huh. Still new stuff will come out and you won't know how to craft those necessarily. As in uh, yeah. in I think in later in 2021 the uh the cave updates coming out which is adding a bunch of new stuff to Minecraft.
0: And it really is going to add a whole bunch of new stuff to Minecraft. And when this so and this happens all the time, you know, when a new big update comes out there's always new stuff to look at. For example, 1.16 with the whole new Nether stuff, the bastions, the uh, which are basically these like hideouts for a new mob called piglings, which are like these warrior pigs that can come attack you, and they're really super strong yeah. and stuff, and
1: yeah, and all the the biomes you know and stuff that were added
0: and the biomes that were added to the nether like these are all um, new things that get added that you have to adapt to and learn you know how to survive in different environments, and when new updates come out what makes it so good is that the game is really different after like you're, you could go back to an old survival world and say like, okay, now I need to collect more stuff. There's new things to go get, you know? Yeah. And just the game always adds something new, even with like the end, the, um, what's the, what's it called? After you defeat the end, you can go to a different type of world. It's called the end cities. Like these are, uh, Extreme, first of all, the loot at these areas are extremely, extremely good, but also it adds something even after you've completed the game some more things that you can do.
1: Yeah, I feel like Mojang does a really good job at uh, finding like the weakest points in the game and then improving on those as a priority. Like
0: mm-hmm. a while ago,
1: they had like I don't know when as soon as Minecraft came out, they had like the oceans and stuff. Uh, there was nothing in the ocean, yep. just squid occasionally. I don't even I'm not sure if those were there from the beginning. I think they were
0: I think they were too yeah. But there
1: was just squid in the ocean and just dirt along the bottom. There's nothing. And now you go into a boat in one point sixteen and there was so much stuff. There's underwater monuments, there's temples underwater, mm-hmm. giant guardian guy mm-hmm. you have to fight. So I know, I like see. even even its
0: own little boss under there too. So Yeah,
1: and like you can explore the ocean and that's not that's like something you can do. It's like exploring the overworld like it's comparable, right? Like
0: Yeah. Well and and to just continue kind of on this point, it's like crazy that the game will go like, All right. So as much as we're adding all this new stuff, we're not taking away from the old game. So they're always continuing to improve the game. But not take away from the aspects that were already good.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a, I feel like that's a really good, really good point to bring up because it just makes people like want to come back to the game, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, people that have been playing for a long time are going to want the same experience, but there is going to be new stuff, but with the old stuff still there. Like there is games that update, take away things from the uh, previous experience that, you know, sometimes takes away from older players. Uh, This game has not done that in keeping, you know, everything very consistent just to add on to the game. Instead of changing it around, just continue to add on to it.
1: Yeah. makes it more friendly for people to come back to the game.
0: Yeah, it does, for sure. Um, But, you know, when it comes to, you know, all that stuff, how about, you know, the different modes that this game offers? Survival, creative you know, adventure mode we could even talk about, or in hardcore. Yeah. You want to explain a little bit about all those? So,
1: survival mode, you have... Ten, you started with Ten Hearts, Hunger, and you just have to survive. We touched on that a little earlier, um, where mm-hmm. your goal is to defeat the Ender Dragon. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, in creative mode, it's all up to you, really. It's, yeah, it's your creativity, pretty much. Kind of pretty much says it in the name. But you have every block in the game, every... Oh. You have a menu full of everything. You can do anything you want. Build anything you want. Fight anyone you want. It's really up to you. Yeah. And the adventure mode, I have not actually played adventure mode. Can you explain a little bit about that, Davis?
0: Well, adventure mode is an interesting mode. I'm pretty sure it's still around the 1.6. It should be. But basically, adventure... Mostly, this is for maps and stuff, so downloadable maps that you can get online. Uh, but adventure mode takes away the breaking blocks, uh, breaking like you know things and stuff like that, and just going through like a map of of things that you have to collect, which kind of adds something different. So this this is more retained towards people that create maps, and and maps are basically like pre built worlds that you go through. But what makes it interesting is that they put things that you collect along the way, like your typical adventure game. So instead of collecting, building, and doing your own thing. Yes, you actually follow, like, a storyline or something like that, which adds a creative point to the people that build the maps and also gives uh, a good experience for the people that play those maps that are built. So Adventure Mode is really interesting in those ways as well.
1: Yeah. It gives the, gives the, uh, the player a good experience, you know?
0: Yeah, no, and it, it's something else that is an addition to Minecraft that's very interesting. Yeah.
1: The, now let's get into the Hardcore Mode. The Hardcore Mode is just like Survival. But if you die, you die forever, and your world gets deleted.
0: <laughs> That's game over dude
1: and it's really difficult <laughs> it's
0: uh yeah it's uh it's tough to uh it's tough to play because you're always on edge of like uh that you could die at any moment, and that is going to be the end of your world right there, so you could be any progression in the game you could be literally fully stacked netherite stacked armor time. with all enchants and <laughs> you can have everything in the game that you possibly do and then you get that unlucky like, you get attacked by 100,000 creepers and 4 million endermen and then you die and you lose everything yeah. that you've done to that point.
1: You probably won't get attacked by millions of mobs at once. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's still the same AI. Never. Um, mm-hmm. Everything is pretty much the same except for that risk factor of losing your entire world. And it's it's definitely there for the people that are more hardcore with the, with the game.
0: Yeah, definitely definitely for the people that have more experience in the game, how to fight the mobs, and how to deal with every type of situation. Because if you don't, you might run into something. I would not recommend hardcore to people that have not played too often because if you don't know how to deal with the situation, it's going to be a lot harder for you. Especially, like, even if you're clear with the overworld, if you know how to fight the creepers, you know how to fight zombies and skeletons in the most effective way, but you ha- you're you not very familiar with the nether, you're probably going to end up dying to, like, the blazes or, you know, the, the withers even. You know, these, these are mobs that attack very differently than your overworld mobs, and because of that, you might struggle to you know, defeat them and be able to come out alive out of that situation. Yeah.
1: I think that covers all the modes. Uh, what are we talk about?
0: That kind of covers the whole single yeah, the player. Whole
1: single player experience. I was just going to get into this. The, uh, the multiplayer experience, Davis, would you like to touch on that a little bit?
0: Yeah. Multiplayer is kind of like the craziest thing you could be- do because this adds a whole new variety to the game with, You know, these modes, some of them becoming popular, I'll name a few of them. Things like Sky Wars, Hunger Games, or Survival Games, where, you know, this is where you go around, collect items, and fight people, like, online, multiplayer, as it says, in, like, a battle arena. Or you do Sky Wars, which is, like, these islands that everyone goes on. You do a little bit of crafting, a little bit of, you know, building up your armor and stuff. And then you build across the other people's islands to try to kill everyone on the island. Kind of the same concept, last person standing is the winner and there's even other games like simple games like a build contest where you can just build and um you know when you do these builds you just everyone votes on who they think is you know has the best builds and someone comes up on Victor but that's just like a simple like points of like games that you can play because these are all tuned into servers and there's there's these massive servers and there's small servers and the servers are run by people and they have like their owners, their admins, their mods and stuff. It's like a whole staff team. it's like a job <laughs> almost of people running these servers and and giving the players another different type of experience. It's not just survival there is survival servers where you can play with other people, so just like in the single player mode you could do that on multiplayer on servers, which just includes the aspect of other people being around, but there's also these games that you can play, and also like some servers are just. Tuned to certain things like economy, or some servers are tuned towards the multiplayer aspect of like survival games, like I was playing, explaining, Sky Skywar- Sky Wars. Um, these are all very important to the multiplayer yeah. genre.
1: And like you said, there's really so there's so many servers out there. You, uh, you there's always a server for everyone. You know what I mean? Like if you want mm-hmm. a certain style of game there's probably a server out there that will cater towards what you're looking for.
0: Yeah. A a quick Google search of, you know, a server that might, you know, be an interest to you um, is, is, is probably out there. You know, if you're, if you're into just straight, like, you know, mining or something, there's probably a server out there that's literally dedicated to just mining and like selling ore or something. And it's like a super weird kind of economy type server where, you just mine, and, and it, that. But there probably is a server for that. If that was something that you like in Minecraft,
1: yeah. Right. I know there's. Um, I'm just taking a, big, a quick uh, internet search. Google you make it search, a quick Google yeah. search.
0: This man's making a quick search. As he's doing that, uh, I'll just touch on a little bit more on the multiplayer aspect and. The player community overall is, is pretty good in Minecraft. You know, of course, like all games, there's a toxic side to it. But I, I don't really find that uh, too much on Minecraft. I thought I th- for the most part, I think it's quite good, you know, especially with only having like the text chat and, you know, a lot of servers having the censorship and stuff. And usually pretty good staff teams that will get on top of anything that ends up escalating too far. You know, every every game has trash talk and stuff but for the most part. When it comes to this like toxicity, it's not as bad as some other games like we've talked about into the past, like, you know, the Valorant or even Rocket League, where these games definitely have a little bit more of a toxic community overall when it comes to, you know, the text chat or, you know, even voice chat. This game, you know, usually does pretty good on keeping all that contained.
1: Yeah. Uh, Now, I just looked up the uh, Jailbreak server, which is you're pretty much like in a prison and you have to gather resources and mine a bunch of stuff and build up, like, street credit, essentially, to move to higher prisons, which is, like, cool. Cause
0: right. About. Yeah, there's, there's, there really is uh, different types of servers for different types of people, and any kind of server that you want to do, if you want a relaxed environment or if you want an intense environment, uh, there's, you know, servers for all of that stuff. So, you know. And you could even get onto a server and, you know, maybe you want to be a bigger part of that type of server. So, you know, they always have, like, these applications and applying and stuff like that. And you could be part of it. Or you could start your own server and, you know, try to build it from there. So, yeah. this so, is all options.
1: Why do, you, why, do you, why do you think this game got so big? Because it, it really did, like, over the nine years. Like, other games would normally, normally fall off by this point. But it's Minecraft true. is has been there and the resurgence of it over the past year or so like it's pretty crazy
0: yeah that's a good point to raise is that you know the game was not at its peak in the last few years but for last like maybe maybe like two years now you know the game has kind of been on a rise again and a lot of people are playing it again and why is that well i'll try to explain i guess why it started big i think the reason that or this is of course my opinion, but I think the reason that this game was so popular when it first arrived was because of how the game was so open to let you do whatever you wanted. I didn't think there was an experience really like that at the time. And just like any game that gets really popular, if we talk about any game that has ever been, you know, the new thing, the thing that everyone's playing, if that was, you know, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 at some point was the biggest game, everyone was playing that, right? Or Minecraft. You know, Minecraft was so big that everyone's playing that game. But why are they playing it? It's because it's so unique in a genre that you can't find anything quite like it. So and that and that goes for every game that's popular, right? Look at Fortnite, look at anything that's just blown up and is at peak performance. Love it or hate it, it's unique in a genre and that's why it drives people to come play. Yeah. And Minecraft does the exact same thing and came out at a perfect time in which video games were, you know, kind of following a linear path of first person shooters at the time. Now we're breaking off of that chain. and when Once you break off the chain, you're unique. And if you can somehow grab the audience, Minecraft did that perfectly. It's a game that everyone can play. You know, family can play, kids, adults. It really suits every audience and it really just struck everyone as a fantastic game and that's what it was. And, you know, I think because the reason it started to blow back up again was because people just decided, you know what, this we wanna play it again. I think it just came out as people wanted to play it again. You could you could say so many things about why the game has been revived. You could even do it say YouTube has revived it. I know PewDiePie had never played my well, he had played Minecraft before, but when he played it lots of views, people were interested because he had never played the game on his channel, like, for real. You could, you could credit him as one of the pieces for his revival, for sure, but I think it just was something that people were like, hey, we want to play the game again, and it just kind of blew up.
1: Yeah, and that, that does lead back, cycle back to the updates, and they keep bringing out new updates, and even when the game wasn't, like, as big as it was when it first came out. But now people have something mm-hmm. to come back to and they're like, oh, experience all this new stuff again. It's really exciting for them.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And that's just, that's why the game has done so well. It's because, and that's how, that's how any game does well. If you're unique and you have a a very small type of market, like we were not seeing games like this, but if you can catch everyone's attention with the game, and that's exactly what Minecraft did, then your game's going to go to the next level. And that's, that's what Minecraft did. And, you know, it's risky to, to go away from the genres that are popular, but they did that and it worked perfectly.
1: Yeah, I feel like right now uh, the video game industry has a lot, of, a lot of variety when it comes to video games. Like, like you said, when Minecraft branched off from the FPS genre, it also inspired other games to to come around, like such as Terraria. It was inspired from Minecraft. It's another mm-hmm. open world. It's like a, that was one, a two D one, but I talk about that one in a future episode. You never know.
0: I think a lot of games get inspired by games that blow up, though. So, for Minecraft, for example, when Minecraft came out, everyone wanted to be the next Minecraft. But the problem was is that they all followed the same genre, and I think this is where, you know, developers need to kind of start coming up with their own ideas because um, we've got something like Minecraft that was so different. If you're going to build a game that's just like Minecraft, why would I play your game when Minecraft is, you know, the game anyways? So I feel like a lot of developers start following, just trying to follow the trend. And sometimes, and that just doesn't work very often. You know, you have to come up with your own idea. And if you are going to follow the trend, you should do something a little bit different that's going to make your game unique.
1: For sure. So what where can you find this game?
0: are where can where can you not find this game? Yeah, really. You know, I feel like I say that all the time, but this game, you you, you can get it everywhere. You can get a PC, you get on your phone, you get on the mobile devices, you can get on the switch, you get on the PlayStation, you get on the Xbox, you get on everything. <laughs> it's everywhere. A you nope, can even yeah. play <laughs> You can even play. You can even play Minecraft. Uh, there's like a little Telltale game, uh, Minecraft Story Mode. You can play that on Netflix, dude. <laughs> so, you know, you can play this game. You can play this game everywhere. You know, there's a uh, yeah. Just look it up everywhere. for any modern platform. E- even play. It's on play. Not as new updates, but you can get it on the PlayStation Three, the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. You know the Wii U. You know you can go. You can go back. It's insane you know,
1: where you can find this game. It really branched out to every single platform in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah. So if you want to find the game
1: and VR, you're probably
0: gonna get it in VR. Yeah. Only on the PS. It's
1: everywhere, dude. But yeah,
0: um, it's everywhere. So yes, go check the game out. I believe it's. Twenty something, twenty two dollars. Maybe it's more than that. Twenty six dollars, maybe. I
1: can I can take a quick um, uh, quick maybe check on that. Maybe it's more than that. I
0: I can't I can't remember, but it's so it's somewhere around there. Probably twenty six to like thirty something. Twenty six dollars
1: as of July twenty
0: seventeen. There you go. So that's it's pretty cheap for for such a big game. So I would definitely recommend. Um, and how about you, Evan? Would you recommend?
1: I would one hundred and ten percent recommend this game. Even if you can't play with other people, with friends who don't have the game, then even like starting up your own survival world and exploring that yourself or maybe expanding your creativity and creative mm-hmm. and going online on different servers to play with people, I would definitely recommend this game for the price. Also, it's it's just really good.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's that's really what it is. That is what Minecraft is. And yeah. transitioning into our next game which is super smash brothers
1: ultimate yes
0: what is super smash brothers ultimate what is it
1: super smash brothers ultimate is it's pretty much like a huge fighting party game with third party first party nintendo characters not nintendo characters it's insanity you're fighting to get that, to get that, uh, epic win. That's that's pretty go. much I mean, that's, that's the main basis of what Smash Ultimate is.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's this. It is a fighting game that takes place on a like a platform or multiple platforms in some levels where you are literally fighting. and Instead of health, like every single. Um, fighting game is You play Mortal Kombat, play street fighter i'll have health bars no health bars in this game it's percent the percent goes up and the higher the percent the easier it is to knock the character far away to get them into this thing called the blast zone which is where if they go too far away from the stage you lose a life or as they call in the game a stock and sometimes you don't play with stock sometimes you do there's that's where we kind of get into the variety and we'll get into that when we talk about gameplay, which we're going to do right now, let's talk about a little bit of the gameplay. Evan, what does this game have to offer when it comes to
1: gameplay? Well, when it comes to gameplay, the main the main aspect is fighting, unless you branch off into items, which we'll talk about a little bit later, later Dob- little later, <laughs> a little uh, later. But yeah, the uh, the fighting aspect of the game every every um every person or every fighter you have has the basic move sets they have. Jump. They have jump air. They have their jump back airs and their front airs and have all the move sets
0: <laughs> all the airs. All the
1: airs. You know, it's 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 something you'll get used to if you start <laughs> playing this game. Uh, you have your special yes. attacks, your normal jab attacks. Every every character follows a similar similar like build to them, except they have certain things about them that differentiate them between the characters.
0: Yeah, there's always something um, that each, each character does different, and that's what opens up this game so much is that every character has its own moveset, its own way of comboing, its own way of doing something. So you have to kind of find your character. And being Ultimate is the fifth installment in the Smash series. So there was Super Smash Bros. 64, which was the Nintendo 64. Then there was Super Smash Bros. Melee, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS. And then finally, you've been here at Nintendo Switch. So it's a a very long history of Super Smash Bros. But in this game, uh, number five, Ultimate, they have brought every character from all the series because sometimes characters, they they leave them in the past. Like in Melee, for example, they got rid of Pichu. Or in Brawl, they got rid of Snake. You know, these are characters that they got rid of in the past. And now they've brought them all back into one game. And that really adds a lot. But not only did they bring all the characters back into one game, they um, they have uh, brought multiple new uh, outside characters as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, not just part of that one franchise.
1: When the game launched and we knew that everyone was going to be here from every single game, we didn't think we'd be getting any, like, launch titled characters we thought we we're just gonna get everyone that we've ever had and then maybe dlc later on but they were there were a yes. good amount of people that joined just off the um off of launch like uh like simon yeah and i Victor. mean
0: simon and richter from the castlevania series uh we even got isabel? who else did we get out of the uh Wait, isabel is Isab- uh isabel yes so we got a few characters Additionally to the ones that we already had from other series, so Fire Emblem got a few more characters. Crom being one of them.
1: They said they always? Fire Emblem always gets new characters.
0: Fire Emblem always gets new characters. But right off the launch, you know, we had Crom. Uh, we had Isabel from Animal Crossing. Um, uh, who else did we get? Uh, Simon Richter were from a brain like from Castlevania, so that was a new series added into Smash Brothers. Um, and then this game really does not fail to add outside characters. So at the time they even brought the DLC character because we had a lot of outside characters from Smash Wii U that got brought back as well. So Cloud from Final Fantasy VII, that's not a Nintendo thing. Bayonetta. That was a very interesting yeah. choice to bring into the Smash Brothers. And what's series. That coming? All right. And then right off the bat, when they launched this game, they um they and they added in Piranha Plant from the Mario series. So
1: yeah, that was the uh, you know
0: another. it was new the
1: the launch DLC. It was like oh, that was like a special special DLC, right?
0: Yeah, it was. It was right off the launch, and you could, uh, I believe, all you had to do was redeem the thing online, and then when the character came out, you got him onto the game. Yeah. So yeah, um, when it comes to characters, there's just so many of them. It's so much. It's so much bigger. It's so much bigger than every other Smash game.
1: Uh, I'm just looking up how many guys are in there in Smash Five.
0: I don't know. I remember originally I think it was 77, but now there's more. Smash. Smash. I
1: don't know how many there is now,
0: but to just kind of touch on to, um, you know, that this game continues to get updates. You know, obviously changing characters around it. Ultimate has such a big competitive community, but not only that, Smash has always had a big competitive community. And because of that, they always have to tweak characters here and there because they are trying to tear towards the, you know, competitive players. And if a character is extremely, extremely too powerful, then, you know, they usually get a nerf, and characters that people want to be a little bit better will get buffs to make them slightly better in the game. And it's just. Because of, you know, the new era of video games, uh, unlike in the past, uh, it seems like all the characters are pretty balanced out overall. Like, it, you can basically play anybody in this game and have a good chance of beating anyone, which in the past has always been an issue because sometimes you can only play the best characters to, to be able to win matches. But now you can, if you're a good enough and skilled enough player, you can definitely play any character and win matches. Yeah,
1: that's something I really liked about Smash 5 when I first got into the game. Cause Smash 4, there was a lot of cloud and Bayonetta. It was uh it was an yep. interesting time back then.
0: Yeah, well Smash 4 just, you know, didn't really stand up to the Smash game that everyone wanted in the end. And Ultimate caters towards every type of audience. So just to get a little bit into Smash there's usually a few different types of audiences. Uh, usually there's, you know, your, just your combo based guys that you, that played Smash Four and you've got people that still play melee to this day, which is like a super technical game that's like ba- basically breaks it until it's it's that it's like that tech technical. And people want a kind of an in between and ultimate kind of gives it to you where there is a lot of technical skill, but also taters towards just the the combo based kind of stuff that people like to play. Um that were in, like, Smash 4, or even Brawl, for example. So now we've kind of got the best of both worlds, and that's why the game has been doing so well. Yeah,
1: anyone can really pick up this game and start playing. And this doesn't mean that the game is super easy, either. Like, the like the competitive players in this game are still leagues above what you'd normally be.
0: Yeah, you of course, if you want to be very good, you're going to have to put in the time, but you are able to pick this game up, find a character, start playing, and even start winning some matches early if you put in, you know, enough time into a character. Um, and yeah, when it comes to just, like, competitive and stuff, that's really good. But there is a casual side to it, of course. All the items are back from uh, previous games as well. And if you play, it, it's very unpopular. You don't see it, actually, with many people at all. If you do throw items on, it's usually just, like, Pokeballs and, like, smash smash balls or whatever. But other than that, you know, people don't usually play with items. But they did bring all the items into the game, which are basically these little things that drop every once in a while that you can use to your advantage. And there's so many of them, I could go into it. But there's so many items <laughs> that um, you could just experience it for yourself if you wanted to play. Yeah, we so don't items. want to spoil
1: too too much about all the nitty gritty of the game. But
0: yeah, but um, just to talk about one specific thing, the Smash Balls are probably the most interesting item and they're kind of like the special ability that all the characters have.
1: Yeah. Everyone has a different like one and it's like it's like a powered up special move and it usually has references from their game.
0: Yep, it's always usually an ability that the characters had in the game or just some little funny reference that to the game that they are playing. Yeah, part I of. think that's
1: really good. I like to see that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but if we kind of move on here and we uh, talk about the online aspect of the game, uh, you know, maybe you want to play a little bit more competitively. Maybe you want to, you know, hit sort of uh, hit hit in the competitive scene and playing against other people. So this game does offer online.
1: Yes, it, uh, um, it does cost the Nintendo Online. We should say that.
0: Yes, the twenty dollars a year. Uh, as we have said in the past, in some episode, I can't remember which one.
1: What were the uh, um, Super Mario Maker 2 one of the
0: episodes we talked about probably that one yes the <laughs> Super Mario Maker 2 episode i think we did talk about this $20 a year uh, Nintendo online pass which you can you can purchase uh, either on the e or you can go to your local like Walmart or something and pick it up um, you know this um, this online is you know definitely not the best when it comes to online experience like you could it, it's very laggy um, and has a lot of trouble picking up unless you're extremely close um, in geographic area. Yeah, right?
1: that, that's, the, that's probably the main, the main complaint that I have. And I know they fixed online, they didn't fix the servers, but they did fix the matchmaking. Sometimes when you would pick like a 1v1, it would, t- it would put you into a free for all with four people. And you'd be like, what the heck? And then <laughs> your, your smash points would go down. It's just what they use for ranking. And it would be like, well, what the heck? But they fixed that, and hopefully yeah. they, are, they were going to readjust the servers. I'm not sure if they will or not, but it would be nice to see. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're probably going to you know, work towards maybe fixing the servers at some point and making it a little bit better. But something that I do actually like about the online is something called Elite Smash, which is if you get a character to like a certain like rating... It becomes part of the elite smash, and then that kind of puts you into a category of its own, where all the people that have reached the elite smash with the character can now play in like a, a high ranked kind of circuit. I guess. Yeah,
1: it really differentiates from like the uh, the more casual players who just want to have a good time and play online, and for the other people who are wanting to go to that higher level. The one the one mm-hmm. thing that I did like about Smash Four was the. Um, The full glory and the for fun modes in their online. That was really uh that was I like that, like as an addition. Really it could differentiate even faster and even better between people who wanted to have Mm -hmm. casual time and people who wanted to show their skills, yeah.
0: Right. I I totally agree with that. Um and yeah, when it comes to online that's basically like what it is. I mean there's not too much to it. There's sometimes, like, these little tournaments you can enter every once in a while. They have little events that you can participate in. And if you're interested in that, you can check them out. Uh, they always uh, pop up on the, on the main page of Ultimate uh, when you log in. So, uh, yeah, you can check those out as well. But uh, something else that is very interesting is when we kind of rotate back the characters. Now, we were talking about the characters that came into the game right off the start yes. of the game. But the DLC characters is when things kind of get a little bit more crazy because now, Smash Bros has gone completely outside of just Nintendo characters, which they were already showing evidence of, like we were saying before with like Cloud, Bayonetta. Uh, but now, you know, when they announced the first ever DLC character, we get a Persona Five character named Joker.
1: Yeah, you get you get Joker. Then we also got Hero. And banjo from, from Dragon Quest. Quest, banjo and Kazooie from Banjo and Kazooie. Uh, we also got yep. Terry Bogard from. I always forget. King of Fighters. King of Fighters. Um, and <laughs> yeah, the so cool. and Byleth from Fire Emblem. From yes. Fire Emblem.
0: <laughs> Which was a Nintendo character when they finished. So that was the Fighter Pass, by the way. So the Fighter Pass was was something either you could buy the fighter pass or you could buy the individual characters. Of course, the fighter pass being cheaper in the long run, but maybe you didn't want to pay for that and you just wanted uh, maybe the individual characters, you could do that too. And that was the first fighter's pass. So a basic every character was from a different series except for, or outside of Nintendo rather, except for Buy Left from mm-hmm. Fire Emblem. Um, which was super interesting to see. Like we're seeing characters from all different types of series now making its way in. And then we've got uh, the fighter pass two, which just started the last few months, where first we got Minmin. Yeah, Min Min. Minmin, uh, and, yeah, and, Min Min.
1: <laughs> and people are like, "Oh man!" <laughs> uh, wait, befo-
0: wait, before. <laughs> so we got Minmin Min from uh, what's that called? Um, the uh, arms. It was a Nintendo, like it was a game that came out with the Switch. Uh, wasn't a super successful game at, at-, at launch, but um, it has definitely got a lot more attention since uh, they were added into Smash Bros. So, and, and and a common occurrence is that video games usually get a lot more playtime when they're added into Smash Bros. Um, because they just, I guess, they get that pl- publicity onto a mainstream game like Smash Brothers, and people are interested in checking out those titles yeah. afterwards.
1: The but second
0: character <laughs> we were talking about, we were talking about Minecraft earlier, and just to give a little bit of lore of this, Steve, who is the the main protagonist, basically, of Minecraft. Um, you know, was memed many times in the past of being part of Smash Brothers. This is a character that people would never think would be in the series. And now, when we got an announcement of the it second fighter in the Fighter Pass number two, it was Steve from Minecraft. And it really... I don't think there's ever been such a reaction to a character. Especially before. with
1: two I don't want to say disappointments, but two not as wanted characters in the fighters pass, you know what I mean?
0: Well, I mean I don't I I don't I don't think that you're right with the Steve thing. <laughs> hmm? I don't think you're right with the Steve thing, though. Steve was memed for so long about, like, no, no, I mean, I I mean, I mean, it was was, like
1: Steve was insane, and the hype was like so crazy, and like people were so happy that it wasn't just another, like, Fire Emblem character.
0: Yeah, it's cool that I like to see the uh, non Nintendo characters get added, um, but because then it really opens up the variety of who could get added to the game. But now that he's part of the game, and first of all, he's so crazy good too. <laughs> he's he's one of the best characters in the
1: game. Oh yeah, it's insane.
0: Um, <laughs> what um he's adding a whole new like variety to uh, to Smash Brothers, and um, we don't even know what we're gonna see next. But now that he's here, there's like so many predictions of characters that could come out. And before we end off this, you know, Smash Brothers section, uh, we are going to just give a few predictions. Yes. Who we think or, or we'd like to see more often, you know, who we would personally like to see added. So, Evan, do you want to give, like, maybe a couple predictions uh, yeah. of you, you think? Um, like, get at it?
1: I've thought about this too, too much, but I know one character that I really want to see added to Smash Bros. is Sora from Kingdom Hearts um i play I played kingdom Hearts I played through uh all the games i think almost a year ago now and I really enjoyed them i would be, it would be really cool to see uh get added I think you'd have a lot of a lot of potential to be a really good character there's a bunch of moves that could be added as he has magic and like a keyblade oh, yeah. and stuff you know it's a bunch of possibilities yeah yeah no, I feel I totally like that'd agree. be i feel like he mm-hmm. has a good chance of making it in. And it'd be really nice to see. Yes, it
0: would, one hundred percent. And for me, if I was going to give a prediction, um, uh, I was—I'm I, going to predict, even though he's already a spirit in the game. I—I I feel like this character is going to get added. I could be wrong, but I think he's going to get added. I think it's—I uh, think it's going to be Phoenix Wright from Ace Attorney. Um, I haven't played—I played through the first the first Ace Attorney, but uh, I haven't played through uh, any of the other ones, but I just feel like this character is going to get added. He has a lot of hype around him being added to the game. So I personally think he might get added. And I think he could have like a super interesting type of loose set. Like obviously he doesn't seem like the typical fighter type of guy, but you could, you could do some cool things with him. So I think personally, he might be a character that gets added, but of course it's just prediction. Yeah, could.
1: with the uh, with the second DLC, we have with the DLC Fighters Pass, we have six people that mm-hmm. are getting released. That Steve was the second one, so we have four more slots open. So no one really knows what's happening, or who they could be. So it'll be really interesting to wait and see who they put in.
0: Yeah, and just end it all off. Where can you find this game? You can find this game on the Nintendo Switch. Like most Nintendo games, like I've said so many times in the past, you can usually only like get them on the Nintendo consoles. So, Switch is where you can get it. And you can check it out on the eStore, or you go to your local gaming store to go buy yeah. it.
1: Also, if you do have a Switch... In uh, all in all... Uh, I was going to yeah, say, go ahead, if you don't have say. a Switch, uh, definitely go check out the other Smash Bros. games if you have any of the other consoles that they're on. They're still really good experiences and they're really fun to play.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all in all, that is Minecraft and that is Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah. Overall, really good experience. Lots of fun to talk about. So, as I said before, we're going to be coming back to our weekly series again. And we're back. This was a very good episode. A lot of fun. And uh, overall, just Keep an eye on the Twitter. Keep an eye on the Instagram. YouTube, hopefully at some point, it's going to get up. As we've said a few times in the past, we're hopefully going to be able to get that yes. stuff up. And that's about it. We're going to come back next week, have another episode ready for you. So, the game. this is Gamer Wait. Where the game awakens. <laughs>